We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark, this time the Mavericks victorious, a 127-123 win over the New Orleans Pelicans in overtime at home, nationally televised game, so it was good to see the Mavericks shake off some of their clutch demons on a Wednesday night. I'm here with Dan, who hasn't been on in a little bit, but uh, he's filling in for Kirk, who is a madman writing a recap living on the east coast as it's it's well past midnight for him so dan is uh, faithfully stepping in and let's just get right to it dan what were your initial thoughts impressions from this game it was kind of a a wild game with a with a lot of kind of sluggish moments uh, but the mavericks got the win so just kind of what are you thinking about it right now yeah i guess first impressions it seemed um like at times the mavs were doing that thing where they just sort of go through the motions a bit, especially uh, we've seen at home. Um, but they kept, they you know, kept scoring points as they do and uh, kept putting pressure on the Pelicans. And I think at one point it looked, I thought, man, we've lost this. Like this is just, it looks like the momentum in that third quarter was starting to go towards the Pelicans. Uh, but they managed to fight back and they, they pulled out like a, a good win in the end. Um, I don't know if I should be annoyed that, the fact that they let them almost, uh, you know, I mean, going into overtime after being up uh, with a chance to seal it, you can see, you see at times teams lose those games where you're like, you're so close to winning and you sort of fumble it. The other team sneaks away with with a win in overtime. So I don't know if I should be annoyed that they almost did that or just elated that they didn't and they went to overtime and won. So I'm in two minds still um, that 
maybe they should have won it in in regulation but to you know to pull out out and like you said shake off some of those demons uh, and win a clutch game was very refreshing yeah we were talking about this right before we hit record you brought up the stat we put in slack that we saw right at the end of the tv broadcast at least the local tv broadcast uh this was the first win the mavericks have all season uh after they've trailed at any point in the final four minutes of a game, which kind of just goes to show how rough the clutch situations have been for this team. And and like you said, it was, it was rough again, really until the overtime. I mean, the way they closed the game, Luca missed a free throw. Uh, Seth has a chance to give them two free throws with, you know, eight, eight or so seconds left. And if he makes two, the game's effectively over because they're up four. Yeah. Uh, he misses one, and that gives him the chance to tie the game. Uh, and I want to get in. I just want to mention, you know, how frustrating it was to once again see Rick Carlisle not foul up three, which is like that's just his thing. I guess it shouldn't frustrate me in the sense that, like, I know that's just something he just will never ever do, no matter what right. the data or what it shows or how many times it bites him in the ass. But they don't foul up three. It was a it was a really good shot made it was a, it was a fairly quick shot by melly but uh it was an incredible shot this like yeah. especially when they sh- they slowed down and you saw chris Stapps like just step you know like fully straight up and down right in front of him hand in his face like the hand his hand would have been the centimeter or oh, sorry let's go um not metric uh, like <laughs> know your audience half, half an inch uh like away from touching that ball like from blocking it it was such a good shot like you just gotta throw your hands up and be like whatever like you can't you can't defend a three-point shot any better than he did um so it's just unfortunate that they let it get to that spot where they could have tied the game um the other thing like they they fouled them straight away um when they had the foul to give with about nine seconds to go so you know i understand you want to take a little bit of time for the clock without letting them get to do anything but if you're not gonna if you're not gonna use that final foul for any reason other than just to take half a second or a second off the clock, like it just seems pointless. Like, why? Yeah, like if you, you're gonna you got to foul up three, that's it makes sense to do it. And like you said, Rick never does. But hey, they they came away with win at the end, so I guess we can't complain too much. Yeah, and I guess we should talk about um, why they won in overtime, which it was basically. It was basically Luca. He turned it on. You know, the final yep. three possessions of the game was uh, Luca step back three, then Luca to KP for a dunk in the pick and roll that was just beautiful, and then Luca absolutely uh, shaking Drew Holiday with a really nice hesitation dribble move, getting a wide open Maxi Kleba shot in the corner. He misses, but Luca. Still engaged yeah. in the play, taps the ball out, keeps the ball alive. Tomorrow Jr. gets it, I believe, and gets fouled. And and from there, the Mavericks won. So really, yep. just three straight plays where Luca had his hand in, in it. Uh, it was very good to see. You know, when he took that step back, it was a little bit of a... And then it went in. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, that's his thing in the, in the clutch. He takes a lot of step back threes, and he doesn't make a lot of them so far, but... Uh, this yep. time it worked, and then you know the thing we've been talking about since February. It feels like Kristaps being more involved with Luca and pick and rolls, and he rolled instead of popped because he's just been more involved in the offense and he's mixing things up. And when you can do that, and defenses don't know that you're going to always flare out to the three point line when you set a screen, 
you can yep. do things like that in clutch time, even when defenses are heightened. So uh, yeah, that was exactly. fantastic. What did you kind of think of the, the end overtime? Yeah, and and just seeing where Chris Epps took off from in that little pocket pass from Doncic mm-hmm. on the pick and roll, like it just makes you think, do that, if, like do that more, <laughs> especially <laughs> like you said when it's got like the defense is so tight that moment. Like he took off from like in the middle of the key because he has the length and the uh, like he takes one step and he builds up enough speed to do that. Um, but yeah, Seth Curry hit a really big three um, yep. and he yep. was superb. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about him, but he was superb in the first half and then uh, didn't do heaps in the second. But then really, man, that was such a clutch three that he hit um, with a nice look, uh, look away pass from Luca. Uh, so yeah, Luca was everywhere. And I, I was a little disheartened because um, with, I think, about two and a half minutes to go, Luca gave up a really bad offensive rebound, I think, to Brandon Ingram. And that's that's after a few plays where it just looked like Luca was either spent, like he was maybe tired, or he just looked a little disengaged. And I was like, oh man, this might be one of those games where Luca sort of fades a bit. But for him to flip a switch and turn it up like he did was was awesome. Um, I guess the other person that we need to talk about is Maxi. Um, he only you know he got five point seven rebounds and four assists. Uh, not not the most sparkling uh, box score, but Man, what he did on the defensive end was incredible. Yeah, five blocks and almost all of them against Zion, I think. Um, yeah. You know, Zion Williamson, first time he's played the Mavs, he still had a good game, 21 points on 18 shots, 9 of 18 from the floor. But didn't get to the free throw line a lot. Um, and it was kind of wild to see for majority of the game, the Mavericks kind of handled him. And, yep. you know, the Mavericks defense has been – not great for a while now. Uh, you know, at their even when they're at their peak, you know, they're probably, you know, a, an average to maybe a scotch above average defensive team. So the fact that like you've got Zion who's been almost unstoppable and since he's come back from that injury, just putting up some banana scoring numbers and yeah. the Mavs are the one to, to take them, it, it, that's impressive. And yeah. the length really bothered Zion, like when you had Kleba. And you had KP, uh, you know, both near the rim. That was that was difficult for him. He hasn't probably played against a lot of teams that can do that. You know, maybe you know against the Lakers, but yeah. um, really, not that many teams can throw out a lineup like Maxi and Kristaps and also still be productive on the other end of the floor. So credit to Carlisle for for rolling with that starting lineup and rolling with that lineup most of the time against Zion. Yeah, and Zion's going to get points every game. Like <laughs> yep. you could. You can defend him like a beast every night, but he's got like he got twenty one and six, and it seemed like for a mo- most of the time, every time he went to the um, on the offensive end, he was getting just you know peppered by all the defenders. But he's for his entire career now, he's going to put up points. He's just the sort of his physique and his athleticism. You can't stop him every time. So to see he could like he could have easily gone for forty tonight. Like if if Maxi and Kristaps didn't defend him like they did they were just swarming him every time so yeah that was that was extraordinary seeing uh you know the first time the Mavs getting to have a look at Zion and then being able to do that was great because mm-hmm. you know he could have he could have just absolutely obliterated them um like we've seen with other some of the more dominant bigs like Anthony Davis um in the past uh to see the Mavs sort of uh retain him a little bit was was nice yeah, for sure. And, you know, kind of looking at the box score and looking at, you know, 
some storylines of what happened. Like it was just in another Luca KP 30 point game. They both had over 30 Luca with 30 KP with 34. Uh, I guess, you know, they figured it out with Kristaps. And like you talked about, you know, with him rolling to the rim, going to the rim more, he definitely did that tonight. He had like three or four dunks uh, in the pick and roll only three of nine from three, but that's okay. Cause you know the key to him is just mixing it up and having him yeah. be involved and giving him touches and letting him catch the ball in different spots on the floor not letting him be a bystander and they keep doing that and he keeps producing so it, that's the formula yeah um, for sure holy crap did luca have 17 rebounds jeez yeah. just, i did not even really catch that during the game <laughs> that's an, yeah that's i think um he was on that nine assist for a little while but he had the he had the assist uh, sorry the the double digit rebound i think um somewhere through the third but yeah he he was he was on the glass a lot um 17 boards i mean i, I don't know what his record is his career high it must be close to that though i don't know if he's 19 i think he almost got a 20 another 20 point rebound a, not 20 point another 20 rebound game i feel like earlier in the season like he had like right. He had like 11 or 12 rebounds in the first half of a game earlier this season. I can't remember. Yeah, he had 18, funny enough, against New Orleans uh, huh. back in December. So not his season go. high or career high, but close. Um, yeah, very close. Yeah, well, there you go. And 40 minutes, 41 minutes is a lot, I think. Um, we're seeing yeah. we're seeing more and more. I mean, and Chris Sapp's played 40, 45, uh, 45 minutes, 16 seconds. Like, he pretty much played the entire game. Um, yep. I guess he didn't play last night, uh, but wait, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, so it was yeah, nice on Monday. So you get those, um, so you get the minutes up. But I don't know. We uh, we sort of talked a little bit about this, where the way that Luca is playing and whether or not he needs to have some time or miss a game or two, um, because he's putting up some more and more minutes. I think at the start of the season he was averaging like twenty nine thirty, and he was producing a lot in that time. And now we're seeing more and more in the mid to mid to high thirties. Now we've seen him play forty-one minutes. What do you think? Do does does the Mavs do the Mavs need to make a choice about maybe resting him on a on a second of a back to back or something leading into the playoffs? Yeah, I, it's it's really tough because Luke is obviously one of those guys that is going to protest like hell <laughs> to play like yeah. every single game. But the yeah, the thing for me, and I know, like you said, we talked about this in our Slack during the game, but that thumb hand injury on his left hand, like that is still bothering him. Yeah. Um, it's not going to go away playing every night, you know? Right. Like, cause like, as you saw, if, if, you know, a lot of people saw, but if you didn't see in the, in the first half, Luca got a rebound and Lonzo kind of came up behind him and tried to swipe and get an easy steal uh, for uh, right after Luca got the rebound. And he, I mean, he whacked him right on the bad hand and, Luca kind of pivoted and, and and got the ball away from from Lonzo and then started dribbling up the court. But as soon as Lonzo you know got away and he had a moment to himself, he immediately kind of shook the hand. And it felt like every dead ball, every stoppage of play, when I'd look at Luca, he was kind of shaking his hand or either shaking it or trying not to kind of like move it like really rapidly, like kind of just keeping it still. And he obviously was favoring it. He was favoring his right hand finishing and dribbling. Um, it's a thing. And like you said, it's not going to get better. Cause like how many times is he going to get the ball swiped at him? Teams are going to know that his hand is hurt and they're going to be like, Hey, you know, 
try to force a steal, get in there, you know, rough him up a little bit. Not not yeah. anything like goonish, but just like yeah, that's... yeah, not like not hurt him, but you right. know, he's going to be sensitive and maybe put the ball in his other hand a lot, and they'll right. be able to use that for sure. Yeah, so um, like there's a there's a part of me because when you look at the standings, like they have a chance to move up maybe in the sixth or, or fifth seed, but they're almost a lock for the playoffs. They are just they are so far up on the ninth seed and they're really pretty far up on the eighth seed that they, I mean, this is crazy. It won't happen, but there's a chance they could rest Luca for the next two weeks and still be the seventh seed when he comes back. Uh, they, yeah. I don't think that that's probably way too drastic, but just, the, just watching him, it was just clearly that he was laboring, which kind of puts into perspective what he was able to do in the final three possessions of overtime. Like that's just how great of a player he is, but I'm just, I just don't want this thumb hand injury to be nagging all the way into April and playoffs. And that's right. So yep. that's just my concern. You want a free, like an absolute free Luca to play however he wants to play and not having to be worrying about that in the playoffs. That's just yeah. like, yeah, that's a, a, not a, not a great thing for him. Um, the other player that I, as I scored on the box score, I'm reminded of Delon Wright. So I think at the, in the first half, I didn't, feel like he had much of an impact like he was around a lot um but he 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 had some really good plays i think at one point he'd scored the last uh i want to say nine points at one point for the mavs do you recall yeah, he, that like yeah i don't know yeah i don't the, know if he if he hit the nine all in a row but he definitely hit three three pointers in the fourth quarter like almost in succession i think or maybe he did i can't remember but yeah, yeah. Like he scored nine points in like... A, I think it was like, like nine of the last 11 Mavs points. Yes. And it, like, you know, at, at such a crucial time when the game could have swung in in the way of um, the Pelicans. So, and he was he was pretty big, although he, he didn't have like a, a nice whole game overall. But as a plus 11, I think, uh, and, and scoring 10 points, five assists, like, you know, that's a nice little game from DeLon Wright, especially after a couple of games where we've seen him do you know, nothing in 25 minutes, like just not that he doesn't is a neck too much of a negative, but just isn't much of a positive and just using up a lot of game time uh, for that. So yeah, I think yeah. he was, he was great. Um, yeah, that was huge. I think, I think I, I asked on Twitter, like I can't imagine he has hit three, three pointers in a quarter for most in his career. Yeah. And right. I think someone replied, he's only done it like four or five times, including tonight. So that, that's pretty rare, yeah. and they need. I mean, they obviously need needed it. every. Yeah, they needed every single one of them. Uh, so yeah. that was huge. Uh, for me, I'm right. You know, I, I think we've covered. For me, we've covered almost everything I wanted to talk about. I did want to bring up before I kick it to you for any other points before we get out of here. Um, the backup wing spot is still an issue. Uh, Michael yes. Kidd Gilchrist played two minutes. Had a steal and did nothing else because in those two minutes he had a turnover and he had a foul. And I know it's two minutes, but every time he gets on the floor, it just feels like just a bad play happens, even when he's not barely on the floor. That's yep. probably not fair to him considering how long he's been with the team and, and he exactly, had, he got yeah. a lot of DNP CDs in Charlotte. So I, I don't know, but Rick is it's it's clear that Rick is not going to let him play it out and, and figure it out at this point. So because of that and because Justin Jackson has been giving been given so many opportunities and not done much with them, Courtney Lee got a lot of the backup minute backup wing spot in the second yep. half in eleven minutes, two of three from the floor, hit a three pointer, five points. You know, I think it was he my- also 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, he also had like a rough time guarding Brand- Brandon Ingram. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did. He's so long and like anyone's going to struggle because Ingram's so long and he's really talented. But man, Courtney Lee just got the, the short end of the stick there and yeah. had, to, had to keep guarding Brandon Ingram, which is a real shame for him. Yeah, and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith hurt his hip, didn't return, so that just made it even worse. Yeah, He only got to play nine minutes. If he's out for even like a week or so, like, man, the, the the wing spot is just, I mean, it's really, it's it's Luca and it's Dorian Finney-Smith. And it's, you know, if you want to call Tim Hardaway Jr. a wing, sure. And then, man, that's it. That's all they have. And this is yeah. a wing league. So uh, it, it's tough. I don't know. There's not really much else for them to do. And I just credit Rick for at least kind of going through different guys and not like being stuck on Jackson or being stuck on Lee or you know he's he's rotating through he's trying to find something i just don't know if he'll find it yeah it's pretty slim pickings at the moment yeah so uh you know rick's got his uh work cut out for him to find that because otherwise i don't i don't know i don't think it's sustainable for luca to play 41 minutes for the rest no. of the season no definitely need, not needs to it, otherwise it's only ever going to come against really bad teams where this might be up to pull away and and luca can sit in the fourth but apart from that yeah, it's not going to be, especially if Finney Smith is out for a little bit. You know, we're in, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Yep. Um, but for me, I think that, those were all the points that I had. Were were there was there anything else that you wanted to get to, or that we haven't talked about that you noticed, or anything? Not like really. That? It's it's when you, when you win, especially in overtime. Maybe a lot of the things that were frustrating me, I forgot I forgot about. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. But there was you know there was things like offensive boards. I think they. They they scored a lot of uh, second chance points and yeah they had fifteen uh, offensive rebounds yeah that was like a little thing but I mean they're pretty they're pretty long like Lonzo's a good rebounder Zion I think he only got two offensive rebounds but he's still a body in there Brandon Ingram's there so they they the Pelicans also they're a good team like it, they've got some really great pieces so to win in overtime against them is nothing to to sneeze at. Um, and yeah, I'm stoked that, that the Mavs managed to get a win for the first time this season after trailing within four with four minutes left. That's yeah. that just I I can't believe that like the game of basketball is designed in a way to keep games close. And mm-hmm. for the Mavs to only win one game this season, how many how many games we played? Like sixty, right? Uh, there 60. this was either the I think this was the sixty third game tonight or sixty second, yeah. one of that. One so of those. Once out of sixty three games when they've trailed <laughs> at some point in the fourth uh last four minutes, sorry, and they've won that game, that that's mind blowing. I, I I almost feel like that's wrong. Like it's it's <laughs> it's not I know it's not wrong, but it feels like that stat is wrong. That's how outrageous it is. Yeah, it kinda it kinda tells tells the broader story of like if you had to look at the math season even though how great it is and how much they've gone over expectations if you're like okay what's the bad thing and like that just kind of that kind of sums it up but we we don't have to talk about it talk about it tonight they got the win yep so uh dan if that's it for you i think that's That's it for me me. yeah let's get out of here thank you for for hopping on with the time zone difference taking part of your day out to help uh so we really appreciate it it's always fun to have you on so thanks for coming on for sure thanks josh yeah so this is josh this is dan this is maz moneyball after dark mavericks beat the pelicans in overtime enjoy your thursday and your weekend and we'll talk to you uh after the next one today's episode is brought to you by cars.com 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.